bring you a three-minute digest of what happened in China's business sector. This is China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Hi everyone, I'm Stephanie Lee. Coming out onto this program, China and U.S. agreed to set up new communication channels to address trade issues, and Hong Kong opened first licensed virtual assets exchange for retail investors. Here's what you need to know about China in the past 24 hours. Chinese Commerce Minister Wang Wentao and U.S. Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo held rational, candid, and constructive talks on Monday, the second day of the U.S. Commerce Chief's four-day high-stakes trip to China. And the two sides announced to set up new communication channels to address various issues. Wang and his U.S. counterpart agreed to form a working group, which will comprise deputy ministerial and bureau-level government officials from both countries, alongside business representatives, to seek solutions to specific commercial issues, according to the Chinese Commerce Ministry. The working group will hold deputy ministerial-level meetings twice a year. Wang and Raimondo have agreed to maintain regular communication and to meet at least once annually. Both sides have initiated an export control information exchange mechanism, serving as the means to interpret their respective export control systems and enhance communication. They will exchange information related to export control in accordance with their respective laws. The statement showed. In the late night statement, Chinese Commerce Minister emphasized his serious concerns regarding various issues, including the U.S. Section 301 tariff measures on China, semiconductor policies, two-way investment restrictions, discriminatory subsidies, and sanctions on Chinese companies during the meeting on Monday. In addition to stressing that broadening the concept of national security is detrimental to normal economic and trade interactions, Wang highlighted that implementing unilateral and protectionist measures goes against market rules and the principles of fair competition, ultimately harming the security and stability of global industrial and supply chains. Despite multiple assurances from the U.S. that they don't intend to decouple from China. Wang expressed the hope that concrete actions would align with these statements. Chinese lawmakers on Monday submitted a draft law aimed at making preschools more accessible and affordable. To secure the sound development of the sector, the draft law stresses the principal role of the government in popularizing preschool education and building a preschool public service system that covers urban and rural areas, as well as to guide non-governmental entities to provide accessible preschool education resources. On childcare and education, the draft specifies that kindergartens should give top priority to the protection of children's safety. Children applying for preschool should not be subject to any form of examination or testing, except for necessary physical examinations. It said, while teaching of any primary school materials during kindergarten is banned. Moving on to some regional highlights. The UK is planning to send its largest business group in four years to attend the 2023 China International Fair for Trade and Services as the guest country for honor. The U.S. Embassy in China said Tuesday. 
The business group will be led by a Minister of State from UK's Department for Business and Trade. Over 60 enterprises from the UK are estimated to have business talks with Chinese partners during the trade fair, providing a platform for dialogue while seeking new cooperation opportunities, according to the embassy. The UK will present its brands covering sectors including innovation, sport, education, technology, energy, medical health and financial services during the fair. Greater Bay Area, Greater Future Hong Kong's first licensed virtual assets exchange targeting retail investors officially launched on Monday as the city vigorously promotes development of virtual assets and harnesses the advantages of combining financial technology with traditional finance. The Hashkey exchange opened up to retail investors in Hong Kong to buy Bitcoin and Ether with US dollar deposits, the company said on Monday. The launch comes nearly a month after Hashkey and OSL, the only two local exchanges previously licensed by the city's Securities Futures Commission to offer virtual asset trading services to professional investors said that their existing licenses had been upgraded to allow them to take retail investors. The Shenzhen Municipal People's Government will issue a new batch of up to 5 billion yuan in green and social responsibility bonds in Hong Kong, marking the third year in a row that the Shenzhen government has issued offshore renminbi-denominated bonds. The bond issuance consists of three trenches with two-year, three-year and five-year tenors, and they are the first offshore social responsibility bonds issued by the mainland government. Proceeds of this bond issuance will be mainly directed at various municipal projects in Shenzhen, including education, infrastructure, healthcare and old community renovation projects. Since the beginning of this year, Shenzhen Bar and International Airport has opened an enhanced 10 international cargo route, including seven dedicated cross-border e-commerce air routes realizing delivery to major destinations worldwide within a maximum of three days. The latest move is the nation's first air cross-border express center, which was jointly established on Sunday by the airport and Yun Express, one of the world's leading logistics providers. Meanwhile, they also increased the frequency of freight routes from Shenzhen to Paris, France, to six departures per week, boosting the weekly outbound cargo capacity to over 600 tonnes. Next on in the screen, company news. Huawei quietly launched its latest flagship Huawei Mate 60 Pro today, which is the world's first mass smartphone that supports satellite calls. The smartphone bundles high-end features and a circular camera module on the rear side. The new flagship is also embedded with Huawei's homegrown AI model Pangu. The operating system is Harmony OS 4.0, making the Mate 60 Pro the first phone with its UI out of the box. According to Huawei's website, the Huawei Mate 60 Pro 12GB plus 512GB version is currently available at 6,999 yuan. China National Offshore Oil Corp signed a strategic cooperation framework agreement with Brazilian oil and gas company Petrobras on Monday in Beijing, eyeing to further deepen cooperation in oil and gas exploration and development, as well as in the refining and chemical industries, said. 
two sides will also further step up cooperation in engineering construction as well as oil field services and crude oil trade, said the company. CNOC currently has a 7.34% interest in the integrated development of the Brusios field in Brazil, world's largest deep water pre-sold producing oil field. Earnings Reports Express China's electric vehicle maker giant BYD said its first half net profit surged 205% yearly to 10.95 billion yuan, mainly boosted by the double EV sales. The revenue jumped 72.7% year on year to 260 billion yuan for the first six months of the year. The automobile related businesses contributed 208.8 billion yuan, up by 91% from one year ago while the income from handset components, assembly surface and other products grew 24.4% to 51.1 billion yuan, affected by the global weak demand. Despite the price cut on EVs in the first half, BYD's gross profit margin rose to 18.33% from 13.51% a year ago. Sino Farms' internal net profit rose by 11% year-on-year to 4 billion, while revenue rose 15.1% to nearly 301 billion rand. Its pharmaceutical distribution contributed the most in revenue at 226 billion rand, up by 14.7% due to the increase in the distribution scale of retail pharmacies. The group's medical device revenue rose 17.2% to 62.9 billion yuan, while retail pharmacy revenue jumped by 15.9% to 17.7 billion yuan as a result of market expansion. Since time slightly narrowed its net loss by 1.1% to 3.12 billion yuan in the first six months of the year from a year earlier. The Chinese artificial intelligence company's revenue grew by 1.3% to 1.43 billion yuan in the period, of which sales from the smart business segment jumped by 50.2% to 853.6 million yuan. Sales from generative AI-related business soared 670% from a year before, the firm noted. The group's gross profit margin in the six months, meanwhile, sank by 20.7 percentage points to 45.3%, mainly due to higher hardware and AI data center-related costs. And since time has reportedly been cutting up to 15% of the headcount in the smart city business since last month, which the firm said was a strategic adjustment. The interim net profit of state-owned China overseas land and investment and poly property fell 20% and 50% respectively yearly as residential property sales in China's first-year cities continue to shrink. China overseas said its first half net profit fell by 19.4% to 13.5 billion yuan. Revenue in the first six months declined 14% to 89.2 billion yuan. Meanwhile, Poly Property said its net interim profit slumped by 49.6% compared to the same period last year to 639 million yuan. Revenue fell 16% to 15.6 billion yuan. As of Monday, 285 Chinese Asia-listed biopharmaceutical companies had released interim report, which showed that over 60% of them had achieved net profit growth. The interim statements show that 186 out of the 285 firms achieved year-on-year growth in net profit. 
In terms of revenue, 12 companies reported revenue of more than 10 billion yuan and another 102 had revenue exceeding 1 billion yuan. Biopharmaceutical companies are also generous in their R&D investment. Last year, 56 representative biopharmaceutical companies listed on the Asian market had 27,000 R&D personnel, accounting for 22.6% of all employees. And their average annual salary stood at 363,000 yuan. Switching years financial news, China's local government issued a net 196.3 billion yuan in threshold bond in July, the finance ministry said on Tuesday, less than half the amount issued in June. Newly added bond issuance last month amounted to 235.3 billion yuan, according to data from the ministry. Governments issued a net 2.497 trillion yuan in special bond in the first seven months of the year. China extends individual income tax break for annual one-off bonuses through the end of 2027 in order to further reduce the burden on taxpayers, according to a statement from the Ministry of Finance on Monday. And in a move that sent an encouraging signal to foreign businesses in China, the country will also continue to waive taxes on foreign workers' benefits, including subsidies for housing, language training and children's education, the ministry said. Other preferential tax policies include waiving the income tax under 400 yuan that are short pay for those who earn less than 120,000 yuan a year. Wrapping up with a quick look to stock markets, Chinese stocks closed higher on Tuesday, with the benchmark Shanghai Composite adding 1.2% and the Shenzhen component gained 2%. Total turnover in the Asian market hit 1 trillion yuan mark for the second session. Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index jumped 2% and the tech index rallied 2.6%. That's it for today. Tune in tomorrow on China Business Now by 21st Century Business Herald. Goodbye.